the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. He's nothing to brag about. His name is Alvin Bragg. He's the district attorney for Manhattan. He's made New York City even more of a rat hole than it was before he showed up, if that's possible. And now, he definitely has something to brag about. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Well, you've probably seen the video of Daniel Perry choking the lunatic on the New York City subway, Jordan Neely, several days ago. He'd been uh, aggressively threatening people, acting insane for quite a while before Perry decided to use his Marine training and put the guy in a chokehold. <clears throat> Sandy Cortez waited about 20 seconds before she, she tweeted that it was a murder. Lots of other Democrats and their friends in the media made idiots of themselves by rushing to judgment the same way. But Alvin Bragg was in charge of deciding whether to charge Daniel Perry with a crime, and he did. Perry came out of the pub, uh, police station this morning in Manhattan handcuffed after he had turned himself in. He's been charged with second-degree manslaughter. That's a felony, and he could get three and a half to 15 years in prison. Bragg also put the bond at $100,000, which seems kind of high for a guy, I'm guessing, with no record. His policies have had a lot to do, Bragg's policies, that is, have had a lot to do with the New York subway system becoming ridiculously dangerous, obviously. And what's been happening on the subway lately might very well have influenced Perry when he decided to protect the other people on the subway by restraining Jordan Neely before something bad happened. Of course, Jordan Neely is already well on his way to being declared a martyr. And that's why it's easy for us to declare Alvin Bragg, District Attorney for Manhattan, the AM 1250 The Answer, Jerk of the Week. Yep. In our second half hour tonight, uh, we're going to take a look at what Daniel Perry might be dealing with now that he's been charged uh, by talking to a, a local criminal defense attorney, I'm sorry, attorney, Bill Diffenderfer. Uh, he will be on after uh, the break. And coming up, uh, I'm sorry, he'll be on in the second half hour. And coming up after the break, we will talk to a guy in Texas about the insanity at the border and what should be done to fix it, if anything can be. Stick around. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-255-9500, we're offering a free writer's guide to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page to Designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free writer's guide, call 800-255-9500. That's 800-255-9500. 800-255-9500. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. 
That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. He found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-856-4600. 800-856-4600. That's 800-856-4600. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it happened. Title 42 expired. There's chaos on the southern border, but how bad is it? And how can it be fixed, or can it be fixed? John Daniel Davidson is senior editor at The Federalist. He lives in Texas he joins us now. John, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. So are you are still in Texas? Yes, that's right. How far from the border are you? Well, I'm not down at the border right now. I'm in I'm in Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. Uh but I, I was I've been to the border recently and uh I'm glad I'm not down there right now, I can tell you that. I would imagine. We were prepared for the worst with the uh Title forty two going away, so how bad is it? It's as bad as it's ever been. You know, reports are coming out of the border that Border Patrol is arresting upwards of 10,000 illegal immigrants a day. And I think, you know, if you don't have any context for for what the border is like uh, on a normal day, 10,000 is about 10 times more than the Border Patrol and Customs and Border Protection can handle in terms of taking people into custody. If this goes on much longer, the board, the whole border is going to collapse, and they'll just have to let in every single person who crosses the border. They won't even be able to arrest them because there'll be nowhere to put these people. And that's what I was going to ask you. How many uh, border patrol people do you need to make ten thousand arrests? Uh, you need more than we have on the border. It's not just the arrest. You know, they have to take them somewhere to process them. Yeah. And, and there's just not the capacity to do that. You know, years ago, Jay Johnson, who was Obama's secretary of DHS, said in a congressional or he said on cable news that, you know, uh, a thousand arrests a day overwhelmed the system. And at the time, that was 2019. During the last border search, they were having 4000 arrests a day back then. And he said, I can't even imagine what 4,000 arrests a day would do at the border. Now we're at 10,000 a day. So the, the, the border is collapsing right now. So uh, where and how are they being arrested? 
Where, where uh, does this happen, and who, how, what does an arrest look like? This typically happens along the north bank of the Rio Grande as groups of migrants are brought across by cartel smugglers. Uh, they come up onto the north bank, and they turn themselves in to the first Border Patrol officer, or really the first law enforcement officer of any kind that they encounter. And at that time, uh, they're taken into custody. Oftentimes it involves waiting for hours and hours for Border Patrol vans to come up and pick these groups up. Very large groups now are coming across, hundreds of people at a time. Uh, and so you can imagine the logistics. They're then taken to these uh, customs and border protection facilities where they have to sort of verify these people's identity, find out if any of them are criminals uh, you know, on the run or subject to, to you know, further detention separate out the families from the single people, try to figure out if the families are even real families. Uh, and then, you know, oftentimes they discharge them immediately because there's nowhere to put these people with court dates. Some of these court dates that they're being given are for 2026 and 2027, which means if you get across the border right now, you just get a free pass for years before you ever even have to show up in court. Who wants that job as a Border Patrol agent? Yeah, right. This is not what they signed up for. They no. feel like they are just being being used to process people and release them into the country. They signed up for law enforcement, and that's not what's happening right now. Now, if you if you watch the um, well, if you watch Fox, I don't know, I don't know how much coverage this is getting right now on the non Fox news networks, but Fox has been on this for a couple of years. The other networks have been basically ignoring it. Um, but it, it, so I know what it, kind of what it looks like because I do watch Fox and I've seen the videos. But what does this look like for the average Texan and, and someone you know you're not necessarily living right on the border? But if you're if you're down in that area, what's what's going through your mind and what what are you looking at? I mean, you're looking at to put it bluntly, an invasion. Mm-hmm. You're you're looking at thousands of people, tens of thousands of people now coming across the border every single day. These border communities, and even the communities just north of the border, all across South Texas, these aren't big places. You know, uh, the, the town of Del Rio in Valverde County, you know, is, is a small town. Uh, they can't handle, you know, 10 or 20,000 people coming across over the course of two or three days. That's the population of the whole town right there. So these places are being overwhelmed with illegal immigrants being released from federal custody um, and, and sort of swamping the bus stops uh, and, the, and the small airports they have. You know, the airport in McAllen is tiny. Only a few flights go in and out of there every day to larger cities. So th- this, these are places that are not set up to absorb these numbers of people that are coming across right now. And I, I guess it's really hard for me to uh, imagine because I'm here in Pittsburgh and it's we obviously – we don't we don't see any of it except unless we watch it yeah. on television. But I'm I'm trying to picture it would be like a, maybe a a town like Beaver Falls outside of Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden twenty thousand people show up in town. Is that basically it? Yeah, that's basically it. And so you know uh, you basically have in a lot of these South Texas towns right now uh, encampments that are forming. Uh, you know, we saw this in the, the fall of 2021 with that large encampment of Haitians outside Del Rio that, that set up camp underneath a bridge, about 15,000 people, immediately became a humanitarian catastrophe. Uh, and, and the Biden administration suddenly, you know, was sparked to life and cleared the camp out because they realized that the images coming out of Del Rio were a, pr- a PR disaster for the administration. But what we're going to see now uh all, all up and down the border, not just in Del Rio, are what amount to massive migrant encampments that really represent a, a dangerous situation, not just for the people of South Texas, but for the migrants themselves that are caught up in all of this and, and are going to end up in these massive encampments. Yeah, and who, who's, so who do we have in those encampments? I know they're not just lovely families of a mother, father, and a couple of kids. Right. Well, it's, it's all of the above. You, you do have some mother, father, and a couple of kids who have paid cartel smugglers thousands and thousands of dollars to get across the Rio Grande. But you've also got cartel members. You, you've got uh, criminals. You, you have people who are uh, just uh, single men 
who are economic migrants. They're coming up here for work. They're not what we would traditionally think of as asylum seekers. Mm -hmm. In fact, very few people who are crossing the border illegally right now have any legal claim to asylum under U.S. law. This is all a game to get into the country and get work authorization while their asylum case is pending. And right now, the wait time, because of the backlog, is something like five years. So if they can just get in and get a bogus asylum claim filed, they can stay here and work in the United States for five years. And do you think they're going to leave after that five years is up and they've established themselves and brought their family in and they're making 10 times as much money here as they would back home? Of course not. We're talking to John Daniel Davidson, senior editor at The Federalist and a resident of Texas who's been uh, covering this uh, border situation for quite a while. Um, So uh, you mentioned asylum. What is the standard now for the need for asylum, and what did it used to be? Uh, The standard has essentially not changed because, of course, asylum law is what it is, and until Congress changes it, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's only so much that the administrative state can do. But what we had under Title 42 was a temporary, uh, you know, presidential order uh, that related to public health. Because because of the COVID pandemic, President Trump said, we're closing the border. Uh, if you're caught crossing illegally, we're just going to immediately expel you, uh, like, later that same day. You're not going to be able to file an asylum claim. You're just going to be expelled. And during the COVID pandemic, partially because of Title 42, we saw illegal crossings drop to near record lows. And once the Biden administration took over, they started using Title 42 less and less. They started applying it to fewer groups of illegal immigrants uh, and instead um, instituting the normal Title 8 process by which migrants can claim asylum and game the system, as I was just describing. That system is more or less uh, unchanged. Biden, the Biden administration has tried to uh, make the case that they're sending more asylum officers down there and they're going to try to streamline the system. But the reality is, at the end of the day, if you can get across without title and, and, and there's no Title 42 in place and you pass that initial screening and, and basically you can pass it by saying a series of sentences that anyone can coach you to say that you fear your life if you return to mexico and you fear for your life in your home country then you can get an asylum claim started and and get released into the country with authorization to work and everybody in northern mexico all the migrants that have been waiting for title 42 to end in northern mexico are are prepared to do just that and that's why we're seeing this surge at the border because there are thousands tens of thousands perhaps hundreds of thousands of migrants who have been waiting in northern mexico for Title 42 to go away, and this is their chance. Well, I saw an interview on Fox today with an illegal immigrant from Venezuela. He was asked if he had a message for the people coming behind him, and he said, keep coming, you'll get in. That was his short message. Uh, yep. that's, that's kind of the message he's that right. Joe Biden has been sending, isn't it? Yeah, he's absolutely right. I was down in Mexico in August of last year, Uh, We did a documentary uh, going talking to migrants at the migrant shelters in northern Mexico, in Reynosa, in Matamoros. Uh, Thousands and thousands of people have been living for months and months in these northern Mexican border towns. And the reason they wouldn't cross the river uh, is because it costs money to cross the river. You have to pay the cartel. And these were mostly Haitians and a lot of Venezuelans and a lot of Cubans who knew that if they crossed illegally and they got arrested, they would be sent back to Mexico under Title 42. And so they were waiting. They were just biding their time. Um, and they weren't going to cross and risk getting sent back to Mexico and then, and then be broke and not have any money to pay the cartels. So they've been waiting for this moment, and they know exactly what's going on with U.S. border policy a lot better than most Americans do. Is the, could there be any legitimate reason for all this happening right now other than the government wants it to happen happen the people in charge meaning the biden administration no they absolutely want it to happen this is by design the border crisis could be over uh in 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 a second uh at the stroke of a pen biden could end it Uh, and that's been the case all along we saw that with with the Trump administration. The the difference in illegal immigration between the Trump administration and the Biden administration is night and day. 
So the only explanation for why things are so bad at the border is that Biden and the Democrats want this to happen. They know how to stop it. They just refuse to. And why do they want it to happen? Uh, They they want it to happen for a lot of reasons, uh, one of which uh, is that they believe uh, that it distinguishes them from Republicans uh, and they can show themselves to be compassionate to these people. That's what I thought, uh, yeah. and 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 if if you don't let these people in, then you're a fascist and a xenophobe, and you're like Trump. So they define themselves in opposition to Trump, and Trump was the one who cracked down on this sort of uh, asylum fraud and, and the, the open borders and catch and release nonsense that started during the Obama administration. So that that's a big reason that they do it is because they want to define themselves uh, over and against Trump. Amazing. Um, we're talking to John Daniel Davidson, senior editor at the Federalist. Um, so if that's the reason, the motivation for the for the not just Trump, but the Democrats, they're, they're trying to, as they always do, show that they're the compassion, what, compassionate ones and the, the, the uh, Republicans are the meanies. Um, how, how are they getting away with that? Is it only because it's facilitated by the media or you know, by the media refusing to cover it? Because um, I don't I just don't understand how especially people who are living close to it and are being affected by it, how they would want to hear that for one second, that I, they don't care about, I don't care about your compassion. How about your compassion for me? I'm a citizen. Look what's happening to me down here. Right. Well, part of it is the changing, uh, you know, the changing electorate of the Democratic Party. They don't need a lot of the people that they used to need in the past. Uh, and so they're, they're fine alienating people, uh, who disagree with them on these subjects. The Democratic Party is becoming a party of urban, uh, you know, uh, high, highly educated urban white people, and especially women, college-educated women, uh, and, and minorities, again, in urban areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, a lot of the, the, the traditional uh, uh, voting blocks for the Democrats have left the party permanently, so they're not trying to get those people back, and they don't care uh, if they offend those people with these open border policies. And the other thing I'll say, at, at the risk of being uh, accused of being a, a conspiracy theorist or a far-right extremist, is that Democrats do think in the long term that these illegal immigrants will eventually uh, vote for the Democrat Party. They're, they're bringing in future Democrat voters, or at least the families of these people will vote for Democrats. That's their gamble. And, and that's not something that I, I'm coming up with. I'm just repeating things that Democratic strategists have been saying now for nearly two decades. Well, I think I've heard. Uh, I think I think I've heard a, a recording of Chuck Schumer saying it. Uh, that, exactly. Yeah. They're not. They're not. They're not uh, afraid to say it. I got a little bit over a minute left, uh, John. How can it be fixed? Uh, you, you you have to number one have a president and a Congress who actually wants to enforce the immigration laws that we do have on the books. Uh, and number two, long term, you have to fix the underlying body of immigration and asylum law that is quite frankly defective and not uh, relevant anymore for the current situation that we have. The southwest border is a global magnet for illegal immigration. It's not just Mexican workers coming across anymore. It's a global magnet for illegal immigration, and it's a billion, multi-billion dollar industry for cartels and criminal organizations. And so we've got to change our whole approach to it, and that's going to mean changing the law. Yeah, I'm not uh, all that confident that that's ever going to happen. It's uh, It just seems like Me too neither. big of a deal. Yeah. Hey, John, always a pleasure to have you on. I, I really appreciate it. I love getting the uh, eyewitness account. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, that's John Daniel Davidson of The Federalist. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Assistant Homeland Security Secretary Blas Nunez Nieto says there was no big influx of migrants at the border once Title 42 officially ended. It is still early, however, and our focus remains the same, processing people safely and humanely, but now with additional tools for us to deliver consequences quickly. The U.S. is putting new restrictions into place at its southern border to try to stop migrants from crossing illegally and encourage them instead to apply for asylum online through a new process. The U.S. Marine veteran who used a fatal chokehold on an agitated New York City subway passenger freed from custody hours after surrendering to face a manslaughter charge. Daniel Penny appeared in court after 
turning himself in to answer criminal charges in the May 1st death of Jordan Neely. He did not enter a plea. This is SRN News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm 85 years old, and I really wanted to get something to help supplement my diet because I have lost quite a bit of weight and don't eat properly sometimes. So I ordered Balance of Nature, and I love it. In just the short time that I've used this, it's made a big difference. I have a lot more energy, and I feel so much better. I was feeling so dragged out and tired, but now since I'm taking Balance of Nature, it's like I've got a new lease on life, and I'd like to go out with a bang, you know, doing what I enjoy the most. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751. As a special holiday offer, get $25 off plus free fiber and spice with your first preferred order of fruits and veggies. This offer can end at any time. Call or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code CHARLIE. Car payments, credit card payments, home loans, Man, that's a lot of debt for you to carry. Let us help you get caught up when you enter the $18,000 Get Caught Up Sweepstakes. The grand prize winner gets up to $10,000 in debt relief. Three first prize winners will get up to $1,000 in debt relief. And 10 second prize winners will get $500 in debt relief. That's $18,000 total. And that could be you. Register to win now at TheAnswerPGH.com. I didn't think it was possible to meet someone like Susan. We just clicked after realizing we each have a strong sense of self and share the same core values in life. After taking our advanced personality test, Daniel and Susan matched on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash meet. That's silversingles.com slash meet. Paid actors representing true customer testimonials. Names have been changed. Hey, are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. This is John Stagerwald. Mike didn't just stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, made from the world's best cotton called Giza. These sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets, with prices starting as low as $29.98. These sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code STAG at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-716-8087 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code STAG. Remember, this sale won't last forever, so don't miss out. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight. It'll be mild with a couple of showers. Tonight's low 60. A couple of morning showers tomorrow. Otherwise, mostly cloudy skies and a high of 71. Patchy clouds for tomorrow night with a low of 52. Mother's Day Sunday, we'll see a mix of clouds and sun. It'll be a great day to be outside. We'll reach a high Sunday of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, I'm sure you've seen the story of uh, a kid named Jordan Neely. Not a kid. He's 30 years old. Jordan Neely uh, was acting out uh, on a subway car in New York City uh, several days ago. And he was choked out by Daniel Perry, a, um, a former Marine who was there and decided it was time to intervene because there were a lot of people who were pretty nervous about what was going on. Well, as of today, as I guess it was this morning, Daniel Perry has been charged with uh, second-degree manslaughter. Uh, and uh, we have Bill Diffenderfer on the line. He's been a criminal defense attorney here in Pittsburgh for a long time. And uh, you've seen him many times on television because he's been involved in some pretty important cases. And he also, just so you know, 
he lived down the street from me when he was about eight years old. So um, we, we've known each other for a while. So, hey, Bill, but uh, I, I, I was going to call you Diff, but I'm going to go with Bill. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for coming on the show. You're more than welcome, John. It's good, good to hear from you, man. Yeah. So uh, how much do you know? Well, let me ask you this first. Before I ask you about the specifics here. Sure. As a guy who's been doing this all your life now, mm-hmm. when you see something like this pop up in the media, uh, are, you tr- are you trying that? I'm, I'm not, you know, down to the minutia, but are, are you trying that case in your head right away? Oh, boy. I know where that's going, yeah, yeah, and this yeah, is what yeah, I would do. Yeah, you look at uh, to a degree, to a degree, and it gets drawn after you've done so many cases that uh, you get a little lazy thinking about it. But uh, this this one this one's a good one. Um, you know, there's there's a couple levels to it. Number one, was he justified in even having contact with the guy? Uh, which I believe that he'll be able to uh, uh, convince a jury he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second question is obviously, you know, was he? Uh, when you look at second degree manslaughter in New York, I looked it up. It's analogous to our involuntary manslaughter here in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, involuntary manslaughter and their second-degree manslaughter is um, not an intentional act, but a, a grossly, um, grossly negligent or reckless act. Not negligent, reckless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and criminal, criminal recklessness, if you will, um, is a very high standard. And, and I, when I try to tell juries, when I, when I explain to juries uh, in my openings or closing arguments, the best analogy to understand this is if we're driving down a, a residential street, John, with cars on both sides, mm-hmm. and I'm driving down going 26 miles an hour, speed limit's 25, a young child jumps out in between cars out into the street, tragically I hit the child and kill the child. That's an accident. Mm-hmm. There's no criminal culpability there you know, and, uh, with a child running out right like that. Now, if you just change the facts a little bit, let's take it up to 35 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour, 45 miles an hour, you're really now in the negligence zone of an Edgar Snyder kind of case. Do you know what I mean? Where uh, you were negligent for going that fast, that type of thing, and uh, it's really a a civil matter. Uh, But then you have the idiot who's coming down that street going about 75, 80 miles an hour. Now we're into criminal recklessness, Mm -hmm. gross recklessness. That's the best way to understand that. Um, obviously, you can, you know, you make adjustments for whatever the facts of the case are. In this case, it's going to be when he was using the, the, the force. First of all, I believe that the jury's going to believe he was justified in using force because in, in Pennsylvania, I'm sure in New York, self-defense also applies to coming to the defense of others. So if I see a guy coming after you, I, by, as, a, as a citizen, I can defend you. Uh, and in doing that, and, and, and in him coming basically to the defense, I think this kid made enough uh, overt, outrageous, not only statements, but the way he was acting, mm-hmm. uh, put everybody in fear of imminent danger. With that, is he justified in having contact with the guy? I think the answer is going to be yes. Now the million-dollar question is, with the use of force for that long, long period of time in that chokehold, does that rise to the reckless, the, the uh, gross recklessness we're talking about to satisfy what's needed beyond a reasonable doubt uh, to satisfy second-degree uh, manslaughter in New York? What that sounds like to me is this district attorney, Alvin Bragg, who's a very political guy, um, mm-hmm. he's got to know everything that you just mentioned there. And how could he possibly think that he has a strong case here? And if and if he uh, if he doesn't, could he just be doing this because he feels like he has no choice? Because it's the whole uh, black-white thing. It's uh, the political groups are pressuring yeah. him. To answer your question on this one, and, and I will tell you, uh, obviously I'm not a fan of his at all. Right. And I think that there's way too much politics and the, the no bond and all that stuff uh, just goes up my spine. Yeah. With that said, though, assuming that happened here in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. I do think, you know, I, because of the lengthy chokehold and the force, you know, I, I do. And it, by the way, he's only being charged again in, 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 in Pittsburgh, in Pennsylvania. And involuntary manslaughter is a misdemeanor. It is? It's not a felony, and the guidelines are probation. Do you know what I mean? So I do think it would be possible that he would also be charged in a city like Pittsburgh without really politics involved, but leaving it up to a jury. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. Because, they're, again, they're not seeking murder. They're not seeking any intentional stuff here. It's that reckless element we're talking about, which, frankly, 
John is probably the last minute. I mean, I, I don't have the video to know how long this kid was in the chokehold. Yeah. You know, obviously there's a lot of witnesses. Um, but, you know, th- that's going to be the issue. The last, you know, a minute or two minutes. You know, and, and frankly, uh, it's a defense attorney's dream. I'd love to defend the guy. I think we got a great shot. We'd have a great shot of winning the case. Yeah. Um, now, you said that involuntary manslaughter in Pittsburgh is the same, in Pennsylvania, is the same as second-degree manslaughter in New York. But um, is that... But it's a felony in New York. It's graded as a felony. But uh, okay. The gra- because yeah, we're talking about 15 from- possible, three to 15 years in prison. Yeah, well, the... the, the I don't know how they do their sentencing or guidelines or mandatories, but, you know, a, a uh, misdemeanor here can also be punishable by up to three or five years. Oh, okay. Uh, but, the, but we look at guidelines. We always look at the guidelines on a case. And the guidelines on a uh, M1 misdemeanor in, in uh, Pennsylvania with a, no pro, with a zero prior record score, clearly probation's in the guidelines. Well, the media, uh, most of the media anyway, and some of the Democratic politicians, first of all, they have uh, – they have um, Daniel Perry convicted as a murderer. I, I think Sandy uh, or Cortez had uh, referred to him as a murderer, or said that, or said that he murdered Jordan Neely. And so she had mm-hmm. him convicted about twenty seconds after she heard about it. But well, didn't they convict the border guards too for whipping all the people before they even knew what they were talking about? Yeah, and and uh, and yeah. he, he just by the way Hello. said yesterday we were that was never a whipping. Mm-hmm. He's just yesterday. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But um, so the, the 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 political the 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 um, political it's part so of this irresponsible, is, John. Just interrupt. It is so freaking irresponsible that these people come out. It's purely to appease their audience, mm-hmm. and their audience, quite frankly, in my opinion, and so many of them are these are these wackos. I mean, this kid's actually a hero. If you talk to all the people around him, and I, I would guess I might be wrong, but I'll bet you a lot of money. That half the people on that subway in that car were minorities, were different uh, ethnic oh, yeah. groups, and they all loved the guy for what he did because they were all scared to death of this whack job and what he could do. So, you know, as citizens, we're just supposed to wait and get stabbed uh, before, and then we have to, I guess we have to be stabbed two or three times before we're entitled for self defense. It, it, it's got the, the, the state of this country has got to just be, it's just insane. I will tell you, though, and I'm, of course, I'm not going to speak for New York, but mm-hmm. uh, fortunately in Pittsburgh, we have, I think we have very good juries and, and common sense people that uh, would do the right thing here. We're talking to Bill Diffenderfer. He's uh, an attorney and a uh, criminal defense attorney and been doing it for a million years here in Pittsburgh. Um, and we're talking about uh, Daniel Perry, who was charged with uh, second-degree manslaughter this morning. It just killed me seeing this guy. Um, you know, we know that he's a Marine and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, just being let out of there with, like, with handcuff- in handcuffs. Like, yeah. he, was, oh, yeah. he was a danger to people based on anything that he's yeah. ever done in his life. You know, I couldn't agree with you more, John, but I will tell you, it is procedure. You know, I know what I mean? I know, if they yeah. didn't cuff him, it would be they would be giving him special treatment. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it is procedure, so you can't get you can't get mad at that. But I understand it's just, it's just tragic to see him being charged like that. But again, I, I just want to emphasize this: as much as I you know I'm not in favor of the DA up there, I do think charges would have been brought, and I think the right thing's going to happen with a verdict. I, I and I. I'm speaking for a jury here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. God only knows what kind of jury they're going to get yeah. in New York. But, um, you know, I, 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 I'll tell you, I would, I would suspect that people in New York in the jury pool are fed up with all the violence in the subways. Yeah. And they may, it may actually be work to his advantage in the city. Um, yeah, well, maybe are compassionate and understand. Thank God, finally, the, the police aren't there. Thank God somebody's standing up for, you know, safety. Maybe Bragg is going to be the guy who's on trial, ultimately. Yeah, well, you know, that's certainly what we would do. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I, you know, all these cases, you know, and this is what's such a shame with these cases and all the police shooting cases and all the excessive force cases. One thing's in common. But for the, the quote, alleged victim's conduct, this never would have happened. Right. But for the kid breaking the law, even if it's a traffic violation, but for this kid breaking the law, none of this would have happened. And if you just would have listened and done exactly what the police, whatever, mm-hmm. none of this would have happened. But for this kid's actions on that subway, none of this would. And they were they were very threatening uh, gestures from what you know from what I see yeah. in the story. 
First of all, the, and you're referring to him as a kid, and that's what he's being referred to by many in the media. He's 30 years old. Um, yeah, well, and he's six years older than the guy who choked them out. Right. Unfortunately for you and I, that is a kid. But no, you're right. He's yeah. a 30 year old adult with a with a hell of a history. Yeah. Now, what uh, I know, how much can the history come into play? Obviously, it can't have anything to do with what Daniel Perry did. He didn't know his history. Yeah. What 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 is only relevant, and of course, the DA will go crazy on the defense mm-hmm. to keep it limited. What's what's relevant is only what's in the defendant's mind, or rather, yeah, the defendant. Yeah. What's in the Marine's brain. In other mm-hmm. words. He had obviously no idea of this right. kid's history. However, in terms of uh, uh, violent propensities and things like that to to uh, bolster how he was acting, mm-hmm. you might be able to open up the door uh, for evidence of his priors. Okay, but how about this? If you, if you live in New York City, and mm-hmm. as you said, people are getting fed up with what's been happening there with, with crime with under this guy, Alvin Bragg, if, if you are um, Daniel Perry... You've seen and heard lots of stories about people getting thrown into, onto the tracks, and you've seen sure. the videos of what's happened sure. to people on the subway. If you're defending him, shouldn't he be allowed to, to say that his 100%. motivation was uh, determined 100%. by that? 100%. Yes, because self-defense, John, is the defendant's state of mind. Mm-hmm. So what was going on in his mind is 100% relevant. Yeah. In other words, I just heard yesterday that a person was stabbed coming home in the subway. Yeah. That, you know, as soon as this happened, I went, oh, my God, that's all relevant. And that's all what was on that kid's mind is absolutely going to be able to come into evidence. And, and unfortunately, but in a way, fortunately, in a self-defense case, when you're putting forth an affirmative defense, which is what it is, um, he is most likely going to have to take the stand, which I, I would absolutely put him on. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, all that, all, what you're talking about is clearly relevant and will come into evidence. And and if you're defending him, um, you have, don't you have quite a few witnesses there that you would think would be favorable witnesses to your case? Well, they wouldn't show up in court if they weren't. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but right. besides that... Um, that's the first thing the defense has to do is go secure them before you lose them. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of even just ge- geographically, or some of them might have been from out of town. You know, get their contact information and go uh, talk to them immediately. The police may—I I don't know what their force is like out there—but um, I would certainly that would be the most paramount thing to do. Preserve the evidence that you have, whatever you have, whatever the crime scene would show, uh, the video, obviously, and uh, and get those people because that video is not going to—I don't think that video shows all the ridiculous stuff he was doing before. No. So that's all going to come through with um, eyewitness testimony, and that, that's critical to the case and can really, really help uh, uh, get a verdict that we would want. Yeah, we're talking to uh, Bill Diffenderfer, uh, Pittsburgh uh, criminal defense attorney. Daniel Perry was charged with uh, second-degree manslaughter uh, in New York, and uh, as Bill just pointed out here, that's... Um, that's the same as involuntary manslaughter here in Pennsylvania. Um, so, um, could it was was it was there any way possible that Bragg could have gone for something higher, worse than second degree manslaughter? He would, but that's how you lose the case. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean think about him. If, for example, if he tried to get, uh, uh, prove murder, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where, where you're predisposed and it's an intentional killing, um, you're, you're going to get a not guilty verdict. Uh, I, you know, in, 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 if that happened here again, and, and you know, I, I, every state is so different, John, in, in their their state criminal code. Yeah. Um, but I'm, to analogize it here, uh, the DA would be smart to only charge with involuntary, mm-hmm. um, because you know you don't want to you don't want to overshoot the case. I mean, I would I would uh, if they charge with murder, it would I would prefer that as a defense attorney. Uh, because it's outrageous. <laughs> It'd be totally outrageous. Well, this guy, Daniel Perry, is out on $100,000 bond, and we're talking that's about ridiculous. What? Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Where would that number come from? I have no idea. He should have been released on his own recognizance. There's no, I'm sure the guy has a zero prior record. Um, here he would be um, absolutely released, probably, with nominal bond or non-monetary bond. So that number is something that people might want to, the media up there in New York might want to be asking why the bond is so high? Well, yeah, but is it secured or unsecured? I mean, did he have to come up with money to get out? Well, that's the question. It might be unsecured, which means he was released without having to come up with any money. Yeah, but um, there, there are, aren't there things going on? You mentioned what's going on up there with bail. They have cashless bail and all that. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, um, yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Well, well, but yeah. um, uh, so this guy though, his life is—I don't know if it's ruined, but it ain't going to be fun for the next year or so, no, is it? No, 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 no. And plus, you know, um, wherever he is, you know, what? What? I mean, in today's world, these whack jobs, you know. Um, that though, if they ever find out where he lives or whatever, they're gonna, you know, you got that fear of harassment, uh, and mm-hmm. um, you know, today anyone Google's your name, that stuff will come up. Yeah, uh, it's truly unfortunate. But in many ways, in many ways, you know, uh, he's gonna look, he's gonna look upon uh, favorably by I would think the majority of the people in this country. I got about thirty seconds left. If you were a betting man, what's what's going to be the outcome of this? Could, will it go to Not trial? Good. First of all, um, it'll go to trial. He is, there's, there's no. I don't think there's anything below it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, unless the DA would offer some kind of a you know a simple assault or something yeah. like that. Um, I, I see the case going to trial. I see lawyers up there. Uh, it's obviously extremely high profile. It would be a very good case for a lawyer up there to get um, you know get his name out or to you know for his reputation, as well as uh, I think it's a very good defense case. I, the odds to me are uh, not guilty. Um, but you know, you have that chokehold, John. I'm just saying, you know, once you had this guy, for example, you have someone who's crazy or acting weird like that. And once you get him and you get him under control, do you keep the the pressure? I'm just saying, you know, and yeah. unfortunately, nobody's trained, but but that's going to be the issue, uh, you know. And and unfortunately, and and you know, there's a family who lost a, who lost a child. You know, right. there's a family who lost a brother. So, and it is tragic. I understand the mental illness and everything, but. Um, uh, I would lean towards a not guilty on this one. All right. Hey, Bill, I appreciate you coming on. Enjoy the concert. (laughs) Yep. Have a great weekend. Thanks a lot. That's Bill Diffenderfer. We'll be right back. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry, and rates have dropped dramatically in the last few years. For example, a man age 45, non-smoker, a million dollars of coverage, $75 per month, level rate for 10 years, or a man age 50, non-smoker, can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110, level rate for 20 years. That's right, guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 1-800-558-9940. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 1-800-558-9940. Remember, 1-800-558-9940. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker underwriting. Exam required to qualify. That number for term busters is 1-800-558-9940. 1-800-558-9940. 9940. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6745. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at TRA.com or call 800-575-6745. That's 800-575-6745. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. 
The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I think about it every time I see the pictures of the uh, what, what we're seeing on the border now, and it's been going on, obviously, for a long time. We talked about it in our first segment with uh, John Daniel Davidson, and he said it's going to be a total catastrophe before it's all over. Um, I, I just never get an answer to this serious question, and this is what I put out on Twitter today. Why aren't the liberals who insist America is systemically racist and full of white supremacists going to the border and warning the people of color not to come? I've been asking this, and I get I I I I said I never get an answer, and because it, it makes no sense to me, these people aren't just coming here and trying to sneak in, you know, like they're coming over the Peace Bridge in Buffalo in somebody's trunk or something. They're swimming across the the river. Uh, they're they're um, they're being packed into trucks, fifty of them, and then dying on their way over. Uh, a kid from the a, a baby from Honduras died, I think, today or last night. So someone named Jonathan Lucy Lucci responded with an answer, and he says, "Of course, it's an insult because your mind can't grasp nuance. Our country simultaneously offers hope for liberty and prosperity." while also having undeniable systemic racism built into our national DNA. Those are only contradictory notions to very simplistic thinkers. That's an idiotic answer, because you can't have both. You can't have people literally risking their lives to get here to a place where they have, they're, they're just up against systemic racism. It makes no sense. And they should be down there warning them not to come because this is a terrible place. Maybe it would work. Talk to you Monday. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.